He grew up in the oil fields of West Texas. He's been all over the Western Hemisphere, a radio and TV veteran, former restaurateur, and a cowboy at heart. He's Earl Farrell, and he calls Memphis home because Memphis is cool. This This is the Earl Farrell for Memphis show, brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. And now, here's your host, Earl Farrell. Uh, Thank you very much, and welcome in on this Cloudy, gloomy, rainy, cold Monday after Tuesday. I think I'd get it right. Actually, I had sunshine yesterday, and then uh, today uh, the clouds uh, moved in sometime last night. I actually had some sleet early this morning. I uh, told a couple of people I was sleeting, and they went, it can't be sleeting. It's above 40 degrees. Yes, it can sleet in 40-degree weather because it's colder in the upper atmosphere than it is at ground level, so... Yes, we did have some sleep, but nothing to amount to much. Uh, but it's still like in the 50s, and I think even dropped a couple of temps, uh, a couple of degrees here this afternoon. Um, I do want to tell you about a place. I always try to tip you off to places where you can save money. And uh, if you have a battery crash on you, which they don't last any more than, than four years. Most batteries have a four-year warranty. Well, here's the little tip off on that you get it most places you get a battery and it says there's a four-year warranty you go great then what they don't tell you is that they prorate the warranty so if you're in your first year of your uh, battery and it dies on you you get pretty much the whole replacement cost but that goes down 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 until the last year of your battery if it craps out on you you get like four dollars uh, so, uh, my good friend, Jeff Ward at, uh, Regal autos out in, um, Collierville, I called him and said, look, I think I got a dead battery. I went to AutoZone and I said, the cheapest one we have is a hundred and $109. I said, great. I'll take it. I said, we don't have any of those. <laughs> what do you got in your computer for? If you ain't got any, I said, there's not any in Memphis. No, none. What's the next step up? $230. I went, okay, let me get back to you, which is what you always say when you ain't coming back. So I called my friend Jeff and I said, so what are my options? He said, go to Ellis Batteries in on Bahia Road on, out south of, um, of Collierville. So I go out there and here's the deal. What they do is they rebuild uh, batteries. So I bought a battery for my car that was a rebuild for $38. You give them your old battery as a trade-in. So they used to do pop bottles back in the good days. And uh, for $38, uh, I then took the battery to Jeff and his mechanics put it in for a few bucks. And um, I'm off to the races again. So keep that place in mind, Ellis Batteries on Bahalia. Uh, uh, listen, it's, it's a war out there. I went to the store the other day. Everything I bought cost at least right around 5 bucks. Package of potato chips, $5. Loaf of raisin bread, $5. A box of uh, pre-cooked uh, Jimmy Dean sausage patties, Five bucks. Uh, it's it's like nothing could cost you under four anymore. You know that's 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 like pennies. In fact, I was uh, telling somebody today, kids today, if you're walking through a parking lot, you see fifty cents laying on the pavement, they wouldn't even bend over and pick it up. It'd be like a penny used to be to us. So it's just crazy times out there. So you just uh, but anyway, that's at least one place I know you can save a couple of bucks is uh, by going and getting a, a rebuilt battery. I didn't even know they existed. There's another place, uh, 
in uh, Collierville that I got tires for my car. And these are tires that what they do is they take them off of wrecked cars, and the tires are perfectly good. But, like, cars get totaled, and the tires don't get hurt at all in the wreck anymore if you get rear-ended or front-end, heavy front-end damage. They total the car. So what the insurance company does is they tell them to take the tires off. They take it to this guy. It's called Auto Tech out there on West Poplar in, in Collierville. And I went to look for tires. This is several months ago at Costco, and they were like 450 for four. That was a midsize SUV, so they're not as expensive as the big tires they put on those Porsche SUVs. Uh, and so it was going to cost around 600 bucks. I go to this guy. He just happened to get four in brand new. They still got those little nubbies on the, on the rubber tires, you know, that they hadn't even driven enough to rub those off yet. So they were like practically brand new, 150 bucks for four tires. So, um, just keep looking around out there cause you got to do everything you can to try to beat the, uh, beat the, the stuff that you can't do anything about, which is also what we'll be talking to, um, Lady Di, Diane Kimbrough, she'll be here in about 15 minutes, and we'll talk about how to save money on health care. So that's really what it's all about. You spend all your time. It's like people used to say about living in New York City. It was such a tough place to live because you got to spend every second of the day looking for ways to cutting costs just so you can stay there. Well, that's now spread across the country. <laughs> that's the way it is here. So uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, some other stuff happening got a huge water shortage going on out in Arizona. And then uh, in Flagstaff, it's got some pictures of uh, some good friends of mine there out in Flagstaff. They had a huge snowfall there overnight. And uh, in Tahoe, the snow is so deep, they can't even use the uh, ski lifts because the snow is only like four feet below the ski lift. It's, not, not, uh, it's so high that the, the gondola or the ski lift seats uh, you, you can't get in them. They're, they hang down below into the snow. So uh, I guess that's great. It's just You're going to have to walk up to the top yourself or, or get out of Tahoe. Uh, Miami Beach, they're they're talking about canceling spring break. It's gotten so out of hand there. I've seen some of those. I don't know if you've seen some of the video coming out of there. But uh, it is just, I mean, they've got uh, boxing matches going on the beach where these guys are out there beating each other up. they got girls that are fighting. Uh, they get, they're having drinking contests or having then, but the bad part is now they're starting to shoot them. I saw some video of a guy they're walking down the street there at South beach and this guy's got a gun rolled up in his, inside his t-shirt. He pulls it out and shoots this guy four or five times. It looked like they, he knew he was going after. So that was obviously a, a pre-planned situation. Uh, but, uh, it is, uh, it ain't the place I would go, and I wouldn't advise anybody else to go to Miami Beach on uh, right now for spring break. I'd find I'd go to to uh, Mexico City, probably be safer. Well, uh, and uh, the, just watching this right now, missing Texas girl found alive but locked in a North Carolina shed. Uh, don't know much more of the details on that, but that's good news that they found her. But that's uh, something that happens way too much. Is uh, the kidnapping and uh, sex slaves and and child uh, basically theft, where they take kids and and of course coming across the border, it's a huge problem. Uh, but this is in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, on Monday. There's some video of this shed out back. It's one of those little um, things you can get at um, Home Depot, the little you know backyard tool shed looking thing. And she was locked in this shed, and 
It just freaks you out. You never know when something like that's going on out there. Uh, Dow Jones Watch is down right now 441, uh, and it's getting close to closing. So another bad day for the markets. And then uh, Rupert Murdoch, who I think is like 91, 92, just announced he's getting engaged or is engaged uh, to a woman named Ann Leslie, who's uh, much younger than him. She's only 66, but an attractive lady. And she uh, she apparently was the former uh, San Francisco police chaplain, Ann Leslie Smith. She's 66, whose uh, late husband was uh, Chester Smith. He was a country singer, which I, I never heard of him. But he also was a radio and television executive, and they own um, a vineyard in California. And so Rupert Murdoch evidently owns several vineyards. And uh, they met at some kind of event at the vineyards, and he called her a couple of weeks later, and they started going out. And neither one of them had really dated. I mean, he'd gotten a divorce a couple of years ago. God knows what that cost. And she, her husband, had died. And so, well, now they're hooking up, and don't need to worry about either one of them missing a meal. I can tell you that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. And welcome back on this Tuesday afternoon. Got overcast, cold, and rainy. Uh, I guess that's because it's still spring. Still on the spring side of spring and not the summertime of spring. Uh, I was telling you about the missing Dallas teen that was found locked in a shed. Uh, she was abducted and raped by a man she met online, authorities say. A 13-year-old girl reportedly missing in Dallas was found locked in a shed more than 1,000 miles away from in North Carolina after she was abducted and raped by a man she met on social media platform. The girl was found in Lexington, about an hour's drive north of Charlotte. The Davidson County Sheriff said in a news release, the Sheriff's Office said it was contacted about the case Friday evening by a special agent with the FBI in Texas. The FBI, working with Dallas police, determined the adult man had chatted with the girl online, the sheriff's office said. Uh, the content of one of the chats was consistent with grooming and enticement, the release said. Camera near the teen's home captured a vehicle registered to a man living in Davidson County in the sheriff's office, along with agents from the FBI field office in Greensboro located the vehicle, and conducted a traffic stop as it was leaving the registered address, officials said. Uh, we'll stop right here and, and tell you um, retail you about a product that's it's called Flock Cameras. And uh, they're in Memphis now, and the sheriff's, Shelby County Sheriff has them. They read license plates. And although so many of us have ring doorbells, they see a car and they see things happening, and it records it, sends it to your phone. But it doesn't necessarily grab the license plate number. Uh, I don't know if what was used in this particular instance to grab his license plate number, but that's how they cracked this case. Is they got a plate and they traced it to this address. They get there and they stop him. And after the stop, it was determined that the juvenile was locked in an outbuilding on the suspect's property. The release said the investigators opened the shed, found the girl. The sheriff's office said she underwent an evaluation and is now back in Texas. The suspect, 34-year-old Jorge Ivan Santos Camacho, was arrested and faces eight felony charges, including child abduction, felonious restraint, human trafficking, and statutory rape of a child. Uh, he was being held in Davidson County Jail on a $1,250,000 bond. CNN has been unable to determine if he has an attorney. Davidson County Sheriff 
Uh, Richie Simmons at a news conference Monday warned of the dangers teens face on the Internet and chat platforms. He says it's becoming a major problem. He urged parents to monitor their kids' online activity and educate themselves on how dangerous these chat platforms are. And they are. And in the, it's amazing how they penetrate the uh, you know, all your little safety things. I mean, they contact them on Facebook, the, the uh, TikTok, uh, anywhere kids are going. Uh, these people are there, and then they know how to talk to them, use this, their lingo, and uh, uh, entrap them. I mean, it's, uh, it's not just that we have the BBB on regularly every week talking about the different scams that uh, adults and, and uh, senior citizens uh, get sucked into, and uh, kids are even more susceptible because they're so innocent. They just don't know about all the, the horrible things that are out there, and you hate to, to break it to them that, hey, not everybody's like your mom and dad and your aunts and uncles and your brothers and sister. There's some bad people out there. But, uh, you know, it's something you got to be constantly aware of, and uh, we did uh, monitor our kids when they were growing up. They said that uh, Kathy was in there all the time looking at where they've been going, who they've been talking to, who their friend list was, uh, and how much time they were on there, and the fact that they were they always had to be on there in, in, with us while we were in the room. So it is, uh, you know, it's just something that you got to do. It's, it didn't exist before. It does now. So does the threat. So be aware of that. And be uh, be highly suspect of everything. Uh, in other news, uh, they had a, another shouting match at the White House briefing room. <laughs> the new uh, press secretary, no, she's not new anymore. I guess she's been there what, a year, two years. Uh, but she got up there and told her, said, this will not take place in here. This uh, We will show each other respect. <laughs> Where's the press room at, yeah? These people are like animals. I've worked with them, and uh, they will elbow you in the throat to get a better place and um, a better shot in a roped-off area trying to get a, uh, somebody to talk. And uh, you know, the only way you control them is tell them, uh, I will end this news conference right now, which she eventually got to. But for a while, I watched her. She just kind of sat there with her arms crossed going, how do I stop this? Uh, but evidently, there was one reporter who's a foreign press, uh, maybe someplace in Africa, and said they they never called on him. So he was just going to ask questions and didn't care whether she called on him or not. And some of the other press members were telling him to basically shut up. And um, and uh, finally, she uh, was able to get under control it because she told him, if you don't stop, I'm just going to end this press conference. Is that what you want? And some woman yelled out, No! we got to have a story for tonight. You can't end this thing right now. So they didn't, and uh, so they're, they're pressing on. But that is a, that is an absolute zoo environment to work with. Uh, I was in it in the number of times I was in Washington, D.C. to cover things. and uh, you, you just really, it's a very, very aggressive uh, situation. They all heard in. And and they press it. You press it against everybody else. And uh, I I didn't know how the rules were at first. I thought they were trying to squeeze me out, so I just started shoving people out of the way. And they, somebody said, "No, you can't do that. You got to make it look like it's sort of like basketball. You got to look like you're just trying to encroach on an area, but you can't foul somebody." And apparently, I was fouling the other reporters and photographers by just coming in there and putting my hands in front of me and shoving them out of the way. I said, you can't do that. You got to show a little finesse. 
elbow your way in, kind of kind of wiggle in, and then push out. But no no fast movements, no slugging in the nose. Uh, so I said, okay, so I figured it out. But I was more than willing to start uh, punching people in the nose. But they just it's a it's a weird will. In locally in Memphis, uh, when I was a reporter here and we were out. It was very orderly, uh, and when I was the PIO for the sheriff's office, I told everybody, okay, this is where we're going to do the interview, and everybody get a good shot, everybody ready, uh, no pushing, no shoving, and no uh, talking over each other. We'll get to everybody's questions, and it always went very well, very orderly, uh, but you got to have somebody that's in charge, and you got to let them know that you're in charge. Um, and uh, here's another case, a citizen's breaking out, said uh some citizens helped uh, some cops in New York City. Good Samaritan helps NYPD apprehend a man brandishing two loaded guns in Manhattan. Uh, civilian New York City stood in the way of um, an armed suspect being uh, fleeing from the uh, NYPD officers and pushed him to a nearby fence, holding him to the suspect until police officers could make the scene. Which is pretty dangerous. I mean, uh, they were just had another story out of Atlanta telling people to be very careful about what's called sliders. These are people when you pull up to a gas station, you're getting gas on the side of your car. They slide into your car, looking for purses and wallets and keys and even stealing your car. So lock your car every time you get out of your car. You lock your car. You take your keys with you. Keep your purse or your wallet on you, and just be aware because they're out there. All right, Lady Di, Di and Kimbrough up next. We'll be right back. And thank you very much, and welcome back on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, with me now is uh, Diane Kimbrough, Lady Di, your health care insurance PI. And uh, she said she always feels bad about uh, crowding in on, on the, the one shot on the camera, but I always sit there. It's okay. Crowd me out of the shot. Nobody wants to see me anyway. <laughs> uh, I was talking to a guy today about you. I was with to get a, a new battery. Good topic. Yeah. And we were talking because there's this place, uh, Ellis Batteries. And I always try to let people know where they can save money because we all need help saving any money anywhere we can because everything is costing so much. I mean, everything. And so instead of spending $229, I got a, a rebuilt battery for $38. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so uh, I said, you know, that's what I do on my show is help people, you know, find their way through everything. And I said, whether it's uh, batteries or uh, and I said, Diane Kimbrough's coming on today, and she talks about health care. You don't have to go out and buy just a uniform uh, policy that covers everything because you don't need everything. Right. And that's what she does. And he said, that, how come nobody ever tells you about that? I said, because you didn't listen to my show. <laughs> <laughs> but he's going to start listening to the show. But it is true. that That's what you do. You, and there's nobody else out there doing it. They say they are, but not anywhere near the degree you do. I can give you a great example. Uh, what a great transition. I was wondering how you're going to take batteries into health insurance. Because I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've done for a living for how many years? Never mind. So, uh, well, it was. I remember uh, radio was not stereo when I was. <laughs> 
Now you're really telling. Yeah. Um, I have the, for example, I have this lady who is getting ready to downsize from their home. They're moving out of uh, Somerville to another place, and they're they're going from a five thousand dollar square foot, I mean five thousand square foot home, to a two thousand square foot home. You know, just a lot of areas. And she said, "Listen, I need to talk to you because I really need some help with my health insurance." She said, "I don't want to spend a whole lot of money." You can tell we're trying to really cut back on everything. Sure. I came up with about five different options. That's and, all of them save money. Um, all, well, uh, yeah, you can go from low end, medium to high, depending on what you really want. Because we couldn't really nail down what she really wanted. And once I finally understood it, it was the last option I gave her that really met exactly what she wanted. And here's the deal. She's like, Diane, I don't really need to go see the doctor a lot. I just really need to know that if something really happens to me, I have coverage there to take care of that very important situation or diagnosis, that catastrophe that happens. So I was able to find her something that gave her a little bit of both, gave her a little bit of coverage for the doctor visits. It, uh, the deductible doesn't kick in until you have to go and, and have something really catastrophic happen. But the cool thing about this plan is if it's a $5,000 deductible and it's a max out-of-pocket $5,000 after the deductible's met, that deductible applies towards that max out-of-pocket. So one deductible applies toward the out-of-pocket. Right, so, so it's a wash. So instead of 10000 it's 5000 total. Right, total. Wow. So there's all different things that, you know, I have access to that I can really try to help Depending on uh, what you qualify for, I can see how I can really bring it full circle for you. And so I, I do want to customize it for everyone. And it took me about two days to really kind of keep playing with it because, you know, I want to find the right fit. Well, the good thing about it is once you research that for one person, then you've done the legwork right. for other people that are in similar situations. So right. it's like you're building a case loads for other individuals that contact you right. and you say, would I fit into that category? Yeah, right. I've already done the research. You right. will. Another thing I've, I've been doing, because again, I'm always trying to find the best um, options for you. I have some really great dental plans that have no waiting periods. So it begins immediately as soon as you sign up? Immediately. Wow. Not just preventative, but if you have to have some type of basic work, oral surgery, even major, it may not pay a whole lot, but it'll pay 50%. Which is a lot better than most policies do. They pay zero. Right. Yeah. It's the first year. Yeah. Uh, and my policies have a larger um, benefit value. They start out at 1500 go to 2500 or to, I mean, to 2000 to 2500 for dental. That's just not normal for individual dental. No. And you also have vision, too. Right? I have vision, a great vision. Great vision. Vision's a very affordable benefit. I think everybody who has any type of issues with their eyes, uh, whether you wear even readers, because if you wear readers, you're eventually going to be in the glasses, I yeah. promise you. Well, not only that, that's, they're also checking for other things like diabetes, right. um, uh, glaucoma, right. other things that you're not going to be aware of because it happens so gradually. It's and neat. if you're not somebody who gets annual vision yeah. uh, eye exams, you really need to start getting them at a, at a certain age. Yeah, it, stuff does, it does creep up, and it does. Uh, it's like the frog in the boiling water. I know. It I felt, love that it analogy. It felt, <laughs> felt good at first, <laughs> and then it was like hot seat, hot That was seat. warm. That's yeah, really soothing. Oh, wait a minute. Really, it's getting hot. Now I'm a cooked frog. <laughs> <laughs> frog legs. <laughs> well, you got to make the best of a bad situation. <laughs> frog soup. <laughs> That's right. 
the uh, but it's also for uh, uh, Medicare, uh, uh, all mm-hmm. kinds of individual right. policies. You can put together group policies for people. Yes, uh, you do for a lot of groups. We've uh, had uh, people that have, uh, have heard you on this show that have come in and signed up groups. Yes, I'm uh, finishing up one in Mississippi right now, and it's been really it's been fun because uh, this is a first time attempt for this business owner and he said you know I'm really kind of new at this but I feel like I need to do this and I said you know the times are changing we're now in a different situation where people are having the option of picking and choosing where they work Mm -hmm. I mean jobs are just that um, out there and people are wanting to do what they want to do and they feel like they want to ask for what they feel they're worth. And if you don't include some type of benefit package with that, yeah. you might lose out on a really good employee or, or not have the retention for that employee. It was like I was talking to somebody yesterday. They were saying that there's so many, especially young people, they just go, it's not worth it to me to work. I can live at home and I, I can, uh, you know, I've got uh, this little thing I do for this person, this little thing. And I don't, they, I'm still on my parents' insurance because you can be until 26, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a lot of young people, but what's going to happen is that 26 is going to arrive one day. And then A, they're not going to have any experience. B, they won't have any health care. C, at some point, mom and dad are going to go, get out. They're, they're going to have to because they're going to be able to afford it. Yep. Let's and think about it. <laughs> it. It is going to reach critical mass. It really is. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think that they understand that. I think that they think this is a, you know, if I don't have a car and I don't have this, I don't have credit, that, that, that life is good. At some point, they're going to say they're, they're going to try to get a job. They say, "Okay, you got a job? Do you have a car to get to work?" Well, no. Well, you need to have a car to get to work. And they go try to buy a car. They have no credit because they've never opened a bank account or anything else. I mean, it all plays together. Well, let's take it up one step further. And the way they communicate through texting, and I see a finger twirling in the air. <laughs> does that mean we're going in circles, or does that mean wrap it up? We're going in circles <laughs> and wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, we'll give them a phone number how they can get in touch with you. Uh, area code 901-606-9091. And I want to give a shout-out to my husband and our granddaughter, Charlotte. She's in town visiting. And y'all have had a big day so far. We have had a big day so far. We've been down to downtown to Bedrock and to the Peabody, watched the Ducks, and just came from Rock and Doe over off Germantown Parkway. I highly recommend that place. It they was do, uh, great. Gluten-free, gluten-free pizza, which is excellent, and gluten-free hamburgers. So there you are. Yeah. Not only is she a food guide, she's also a healthcare guide. So. Entertainment, too. And check, that's right, entertainment. So We're going check. skating after this, so yay. So give her a call. You could get in on that. So, <laughs> all right, Diane Kimbrough, thank you. Thank you so much, Earl. All right, we're going to be right back. Stay with us. You know, the Biden family keeps, it amazes me. It says, Diane Perino, revelation that a Biden member, family member, got uh, cut from Chinese company is explosive news. Uh, what they're saying now is, uh, like this uh, Bo, who was the son that was a was a veteran of the Iraq War and died of a brain tumor. His wife, his widow, then started going out with Hunter, and they think even they even lived together for a while. And so, when they had this first cash dispersal of three million dollars to the Biden family, uh, she got thirty five thousand, and they spread the rest of this eleven million up between the rest of the family. And they said that's usually what gets uh, the the old uh, and, uh, squeal the, the squeal package going, or people ratting each other out when they find out how they got screwed on the deal. And she got a thirty five thousand, and she, if she's going to take the rap along with the rest of them, they're all getting millions of dollars. 
that's when the thing started imploding. And they goes, where's my money? So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that continues to develop. In fact, they've only gotten to the first of uh, 13 banks. There are 12 still more they haven't uh, gotten into. Um, and uh, so as they continue to get subpoenas and uh, uh, and uh, uh, investigate those and come out with that, it just is amazing to me when you think we're going to have Bob Nay come on here at the top of the hour. Bob was a Republican congressman from from Ohio for many years. Was uh, had some great jobs. He was heads of a lot of committees, and uh, he uh, accepted a golf trip to Ireland. Got it cleared through the House Ethics Committee, and they said, "Yeah, this, all this looks good. You can go." And uh, he gets back, and they decided there was something that wasn't quite right. And so they said, look, if you'll just plead guilty to this. I mean, we, we see this happen all the time to everybody now. But the FBI investigates. They go, well, just plead guilty to this. and well, It'll be a misdemeanor, and we'll all just move on. But that's not what happened. They, he pled guilty. They said it was a felony. He goes to the pen for about 18 months, and uh, he has to resign as a congressman. He can never run again, and pretty much changed his whole entire life. And uh, so he goes through all that because he took a trip to Ireland and when they had more Democrats in a position to uh, roust him. And then you got the Biden family taking in millions. And you can't even get the Department of Justice to even look at it. <laughs> so, and that's where, part of where the, uh, the injustice of it all is taking place. And then you got... You got Trump, who everything they said he was doing, apparently, is actually being done by the Biden family. And yet the news media just continues to uh, look away. They're not even reporting this stuff. I mean, it's like it's it's there. It's right out in front of everybody. And CBS, NBC, CNBC, CNN did have a, I saw a little exchange today uh, with CNN and uh, the guy, one of the guys from the Shark Tank, and he was in there talking about how that um, he, uh, he just won't do business in New York or in San Francisco. He said California is dead business-wise. There is nothing you can do to, to be able to operate as a business in California because the rules, regulations, the taxes are prohibitive. He said New York and New Jersey, bad. Uh, it's very difficult to make money. You have to have really great lawyers and great tax lawyers to figure out how you can still reside there and make money. Uh, he said they were getting ready to open up this big plant, um, high tech thing uh, near Niagara falls. And they had the whole thing worked out and they got to look at it and said, we can't make money here. So they moved it to the Netherlands. And he said, and along with all the jobs and the, the taxes and everything else, there's nothing there now because they've made it prohibitive AOC Remember, they had that Amazon plant that was going to open in New Jersey, and she was against that, voted no. And, uh, I mean, who votes no for jobs? And she said that, that they, we couldn't afford it because it would, uh, it would, uh, the tax incentive, tax breaks, would take too much out of the uh, taxing economy. I mean, it's just, it, it, as I've often said, if it doesn't make sense, it's because it doesn't make sense. And, uh, but... I think people are starting to, to kind of wise up and start saying, you know, this is not exactly the rodeo that we thought we were going to be going to. And, uh, and it certainly isn't. It's, uh, uh, I did see this about uh, Bruce Willis, um, his 68th birthday, and he uh, 
had a, just a small little party, had a little video of him with his family and stuff. And, uh, uh, and then, uh, this came out and said, despite a $100 million payday, Tom Cruise lost huge money for his $1.4 billion movie because of, uh, Paramount's, uh, deal. I mean, they've always say this about in the movie business. Ain't no movie ever made money because if it makes money, they got to divide the profits up with the investors. So what the movie people do is they always make sure their cost overruns and everything else. But let's see what happens here. Tom Cruise is indeed a name that is well known to people across the globe. Cruise is known for self-portrayed action sequels, which he had shocked and amazed the audience over time. Despite being 60, Cruise has executed each of his stunts perfectly to deliver an impactful scene. Most notable works of Tom Cruise are included in the Mission Impossible franchise, the Top Gun franchise, and much more. A Few Good Men star as well-known as one of the highest-paid actors across the globe. Still, the Rain Man actor lost a huge amount of to Paramount while sharing the rise to his blockbuster movie, Top Gun. And uh, it says, it is well-known fact that Cruise starred in Top Gun Maverick and is a blockbuster hit of 2022. The film grossed a worldwide collection of $1.493 billion against the $170 million budget. Mission Impossible star has reportedly earned more than $100 million from the film. This amount could have been increased by a decent number if only the makers of the hit film would have sold the cable and streaming rights to a better platform. Uh, Top Gun Maverick became the most successful movie of the year in 2022. I guarantee you they may have sold it to a platform that he didn't make as much money on, but I guarantee you somebody made more money off of it by selling it to a brother-in-law, uh, somebody else, and, and he still makes $100 million out of the deal. So it's not like he's hurting. But at the same time, uh, if you think that the, the rats are bad in Washington, go to Hollywood. That's all I got to say. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Then we'll check in with Bob Nay in Ohio. So stay with us. We'll be back. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, we're going to be checking in with Bob Nay here momentarily. Uh, I got his number right here. Right here in our shoe. Uh, if you want to come get it, and uh, we'll give him a call. Let that whole segment break roll by, and I thought I'd already given it to him. Well, he got stopped by uh, our chief engineer, so that's his number right there. Uh, what we want to talk to him about is a number of things. So number one, the Trump uh, arrest, quote, unquote, unquote. Uh, but arrest for what? I mean, what is that exactly is the crime here? The one that they're trying to pin on him, the Stormy Daniels uh, allegedly pay off to keep quiet. Happened over six years ago, almost seven years ago. Statute of limitations is four years. So how are they going to prosecute for something that the is the statute of limitations have, has run out? And even when it was still viable, uh, the uh, Department of Justice, uh, the uh, um, uh, Election Commission, uh, all these people that supposedly would have found fault with it, because what they're claiming is to use campaign funds to uh, put uh, – 
uh, in the, her purse to keep her mouth shut. And they didn't feel like there was enough evidence to go forward, but now they do. But whether it'll happen or not, who knows? We got former congressman from Ohio, Bob Nay, on the phone this afternoon. Bob, have you ever seen anything quite like this? Hey, Bob. Yeah. There you are. <laughs> have you ever you hear me? Yeah. Have, have you ever seen anything quite like this? Well, actually, there's a precedent, which is fascinating, and that's John Edwards. I don't know if you've talked about that yet. Well, we haven't uh, talked about it, but I know about the John Edwards case. When he was running for president, there was a woman that came forward uh, that uh, said she had had. In fact, they're showing, it's interesting, they're showing John Edwards' picture on a rerun of uh, Tucker Carlson's show right now on Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, he was running for president and it really was considered a leader, uh, until some information came out that he used money to, to keep somebody quiet and he kind of went away and that was the end of his campaign. Right. And, and this is, that's ugly. But the thing is, when you ask if I seen anything like this, actually, yes, the, uh, John Edwards cases, I'm talking legally. Yes. And, uh, this, in his case, he funneled a million dollars in donor contributions to support his pregnant mistress, and he was criminally charged with a campaign finance violation. Uh, his wife uh, had cancer. She eventually oh, passed right. away. I mean, it was extremely ugly yeah. uh, you know, deal, and he admitted that the baby was his. So the money went out of the campaign, a million dollars, towards funding the child and also, you know, obviously, uh, uh, hush money on it. Now, that was back in uh, 2011, and he had a count of conspiracy to violate federal campaign finance laws and lied to the Federal Election Commission, and four counts of accepting and receiving illegal campaign contributions, and one of concealing those contributions from the FEC. Let's forget the contributions for a second and go to the, uh, you know, the uh, count of uh, two counts, lying to the FEC and then the campaign finance laws. So they charged him uh, under this, and they had a year-long investigation, and this was federal, by the way. Right. I want to point this out, because that, that ties into the whole Trump thing for a second here. He uh, admitted to the affair later on, uh, said he was the father of the girl, and he was financially supporting them out of the campaign account. So... The Department of Justice federally charged him. They argued he orchestrated a series of illegal donations to provide hush money. He did orchestrate the donations, by the way, almost singularly. They marked chairs, antique tables, and bookcases when they funneled the money. That's how they they marked them. So obviously, he also lied on his forms. Now, the bottom line of all of this, he was acquitted. John Edwards was acquitted. With all those charges, he was acquitted. He was acquitted. And that is the reason, no matter what one believes or doesn't believe about Trump and Stormy Daniels and Cohen, the lawyer, etc., John Evers was acquitted on those because the charge is a based on a recommendation by the Federal Elections Commission, which is not the Justice Department, that you can't use funds for personal use, which they deemed it, it was. And then Justice stepped in and tried to create a federal charge, which frankly you know, didn't exist because Edwards didn't lie to the Justice Department. He lied to the Federal Elections Commission. Now, I went through all that because the feds did not go after Donald Trump. The feds have never went after Donald Trump. 
the feds under Biden have decided not to go after Donald Trump. So it bases, you know, uh, the facts down to New York, which are going after Donald Trump. And if you look at the legal precedent, Trump should be able to beat this. Now, here's the one thing I'll, I'll throw out there as a warning. You know, when I got into my problems, Earl... Which I kind of explained before you came on, so... Yeah, man, and with Jack Abramoff, the government did everything in its power to not have my case in Ohio, where I was from. Because you'd have a decent shot. They wanted it in the District of Columbia, because in Ohio, I may garner you know, some sympathy. Um, and we also had another congressman who was completely cleared at one point in time, years back, Jim Trafficant. And so that was you know, another uh, case they didn't like. Uh, and the feds tried that. So... When you look at New York now, it may be a different story. But technically, uh, if the if the Fed didn't charge, uh, you wonder why New York charged. Of course, New York's been after Trump forever and ever. How can they do? These are federal charges. How can a state bring federal charges? Well, they re- they really can't. They're they're not. I mean, they're they're bringing charges based on New York and based on a federal. You know, election law uh, uh, ruling, FEC ruling, they call it, Federal Election Commission. Now, the council, and I don't pretend to completely understand this, but the lawyer that went in yesterday, who is there on behalf of Trump on his own, was of counsel to Cohen. So, so he, he, he could there some, be a conflict of interest here? Well, this is what's the strangest thing about it. This this uh, person who was of some form of, I don't know, advice or whatever, turned on Cohen to warn grand jury that Cohen, you know, cannot be cannot be trusted. <laughs> so, you know, even if, yeah, and that's, that's something, and that guy was of counsel, some kind of, like I said, advisory uh, capacity to Cohen at one point in time. Now, New York may try to go after Trump if, they can, and nobody's talked about this yet. New York may say, well, you tried to bribe him with a presidential pardon. They may try to say that. You know, you don't know. They may, we don't know what charge, you know, exactly will come out of here. They may try to, to say that. That maybe somebody talked to Cohen. Maybe it wasn't Trump. Maybe it was, somebody, you know, the third party deal. So I don't know how this is going to come about, but one thing's for sure. If he is indicted, because they may change their minds, if he is not convicted, um, <laughs> that's just bolstering. Even if he is convicted, that does not legally stop him from running for president of the United States. Or being elected or serving. Correct. It doesn't. I can run again. I have a felony. I can run again for Congress if I want. Alfie Hastings was a judge from Florida impeached by the Congress because he wouldn't quit. And Alfie turned around a little later. I knew Alfie personally. He's passed away. Alfie turned around later and said, huh, you impeach me? I think I'll join you. And he got elected and they tried to not seat him. And guess what? They had to seat him. (laughs) (laughs) And he served for Oh, I think 15, 16 years. I forget how long Alfie well, was there. Hey, we've had uh, senators here, uh, Senator John Ford, who was convicted of bribery, served time, came back, got reelected again. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, it just it happens. Uh, so this is a, this is a, this one though is you know a precedent setting move, uh, obviously by the uh, by the New York DA. 
Well, and, and that's what they're saying. It's get Trump at any cost, because I, I literally believe they, even though all the polls say that Biden would beat Trump, that Biden would beat everybody because more people voted for Biden than anybody else in history, which is not true. Actually, it was it was Richard Nixon. I saw, I saw an expose the other day on Richard Nixon, who won by 17 million votes when he was elected to the second term before he then resigned. I think t- in today's world, I don't think he would resign. Do you? No, I don't think he would in today's world. No, and because you, you had a sitting president who committed, obviously, committed perjury. Now, I will defend Bill Clinton on, on one thing, and this is a legal stance, and my friends used to get mad at me for this, but Bill Clinton should not have been compelled under the Constitution to testify on the Jennifer Flowers deal. He it would it should have occurred afterwards, you know, because sitting presidents on misdemeanors and civil cases are not compelled. But guess what? The court said you can be deposed. He was deposed. He lied. If and that's lie, what they got him on. If you lie or I lie, we go to jail. Yeah. Now he didn't. He wasn't going to go to jail. Nobody was going to go after him. But of course, the impeachment came as you know result of that, and then he was. Um, you know, he was not convicted by the Senate. But with Trump's case, here's the I don't know, political side of this. With Trump's case, Mueller, a second impeachment, this, they went after his company. They didn't get him. I, on and on and on. And Mueller spent how much money? Oh, gosh. And there just wasn't a trace to Trump. So it's sort of like, okay, we didn't get you on this. It's like me. They... They looked at obstruction of justice. They couldn't get me. They looked at bribery. They couldn't get me. They got me on honest services fraud. But that you you keep going until you you I'm get something. somebody. And you know. And of course, I I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I didn't do some things that you know that warranted uh, them going after me. But what I'm saying is. If they can't get you on the following five, they go for six. On Trump, <laughs> it's, you know, they went all over the place. Yeah. But the thing that sticks out here is that the feds, under Biden, declined to go after him. Yeah. And by the way, as we know, the Federal Elections Commission is a federal deal, yet, yet the Justice Department did go after him. Well, I think there's a... It, it, it's not fair by any means, and we'll talk about this in the next segment, is the Biden family. I mean, look at all the evidence that's now come in, the laptop, the the, the bank records that are just on one bank that's come in. and yet, Chinese money. Yeah, and it's it's it, there's no dispute. Even Biden, even Hunter came out and said, yeah, I took money from the Chinese, and yet they hate well, Also, the, the, the president's daughter-in-law. I didn't know she, she ran a company that uh, the Chinese needed her. Yeah, well, it turns out they only gave her 35000 and they think that's one thing that's going to be a big rub because all the rest of them got millions. She only got 35000 So <laughs> <laughs> this is where the, the uh, ratting out starts right there. Uh, we're going to take a break, Bob. We're talking with Bob Nay. He's in Ohio. We're here. We'll come right back and talk more about the Biden family. Stay with us. And welcome back on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. We got Bob Nay on the phone in Ohio. We've been talking about uh, President Trump and what's going to happen there. Uh, I think the bigger question is, which they love all this uh, distraction about Trump, is the Biden family, uh, which uh, the 
House Oversight Committee into uh, money that may have been uh, filtered to the Biden family. Uh, it's, it's, it's getting to be a, even more of a tangled web. And it's what they're saying, Bob, is that all the all the stuff that has that's taken place has already been done. Now it's just simply a matter of fact of tracing it. And if it all goes into the Biden uh, bank accounts, and there's like thirteen different banks uh, involved, and it all goes in, and they can't find where it went, is that enough to convict anybody of anything? Well, I mean, there's there's all types of different uh, allegations here, and also. Uh, some of the uh, facts of the case have been revealed. By the way, nobody talks about the president's uh, daughter, Ashley Biden, and the fact that federal agents searched, uh, searched several locations belonging to former members of the conservative media project Veritas. Yes. Now, as I understand the reports, the uh, the diary was left. Some, it, I don't know if you've heard about this. Yeah, in an apartment in Miami, I think. It was, it was, yes, in an apartment it was left. So somebody got it, and of course, you look, you know, a diary like that, somebody copied it, then they gave it to some people at Project Veritas. Then in comes the Secret Service looking for the diary, <laughs> going down wherever the room was, and then federal agents search for the diary with Project Veritas. Yeah. Then, they're all, then the pro, you know, the Justice Department's going to indict them. Well, you know, they didn't, because they, they don't want discovery on that. That indictment, trust me. Now, the other thing that, that's not talked about a lot is that there are multiple whistleblowers from different business schemes that involve the Biden family. And uh, the, com- the uh, committee had reviewed the laptop. Now, there's another thing. What did we hear about the laptop? It's a fake. That's not yeah, a laptop. Russian that's, disinformation. That's a lie. Now, what's Hunter Biden doing? He's suing the laptop guy where he left his or he forgot where he left his laptop and he he's now suing him is what he which is absolutely amazing saying he didn't have the right to reveal this private sensitive information which before he was saying wasn't his or in fact i love this quote he said it might be might not be (laughs) right he left the laptop and 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 that was it. He left it. He didn't like I said. He never went back. Now on the laptop are business plans, and they were aimed, according to the plans, around targets based around the world. And also, uh, the, the uh, whistleblowers described President Biden as chairman of the board of the businesses. He personally participated in the meetings and phone calls. That's an allegation. Documents show he was a quote partner with access to an office. So they called him the big guy. Now, if you're if you're Joe Biden and you're, you've got your your email and your uncle and whoever else, you know, I mean, not Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and you refer to the big guy. Who's the big guy? You know, well, it's the big <laughs> guy. The big guy, right? <laughs> so they've also identified fifty countries uh, that the Biden family sought business in. Now, let's go to one statement here. Okay, do the Bidens have a right to? conduct business? Sure, they do. Do the Bidens need to keep arm's length? Sure, they do. I mean, Hillary Clinton and the foundation and Bill Clinton, they did things. Had I done them, I wouldn't be on the phone with you for 40 more years. <laughs> I, I'm, I, 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 I didn't, uh, I falsified a travel document. Uh, we had the wrong money, but I'll, I'll say falsified, and you know, 
I did a certain amount of time. So anyway, yeah. if you look at these, hey, hey Bob, you we got to shake t- your head. We got to take a hard break. We'll come back and pick it up right there because I people Thanks. need to hear this. So stay with us, right. everybody. We'll be right Thanks. back. And welcome back on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. We got Bob Nay, former Republican congressman from Ohio, on the phone with us. Uh, we were talking about the Clinton Foundation and what's the difference between the Clinton Foundation and the Biden crime family? <laughs> I mean, we don't know at this point in time. I would say that there's, there's, I don't know if I can say there's more to the Hunter Biden than there is the Clinton. You know, Clinton, uh, they, they were pretty slick on some of the stuff, and then some of the stuff was so obvious that it was horrendous. But I would say uh, the Clinton Foundation at least did put out money, you know, for other purposes. And the, the Biden uh, family was, you know, all personal money kept. I wanted to mention one other thing, if I could, real quick, Earl. Sure. Uh, and I'll bet most people have not heard this. Most people don't realize also the feds are looking into Hunter Biden, the feds, not the Congress, into Hunter Biden's taxes. But also, there's the fact that he um, has, well, I'll say reportedly, because keep it legal, filled out a gun purchase form in 2018. And he checked a box saying he wasn't using drugs when he publicly acknowledged he was in his book. Now, I know personally a guy that was in Morgantown Federal Corrections. He uh, checked that same box. They went back to a party he was at 10 years before and got three people to say that he smoked a joint a marijuana joint. They put him in federal prison for a year and a day. He was in prison with me. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yes, a year and a day. They wanted him. They were angry at him for another reason because he he let a gun get out that killed somebody, but but not on purpose. But they wanted him. And there is a perfect example. You can go back through if you check that box. It's a federal felony. So that's already sitting there with Hunter Biden. Nobody even again. It talks about that, but if you look at the the rest of it, they had um, uh, the money was being made uh, uh, that they were getting on foreign principles, and they spent money on furthering activity that has been claimed to be you know illegal. Uh, they they wanted the Treasury Department to release things. The minority did at the time. They wouldn't. Now they're majority. Now they're going to you know get things. Why weren't those things? Release. I mean, we could go on and on for an entire show uh, through this, but Hunter brought in millions of dollars, Hunter Biden, from a deal from entities, and that was the natural gas to China deal tied to the Chinese government. And again, <laughs> when you look at the payment uh, to the, the sister, what was she paid for? Yeah. Why did they pay her? Why was she paid? Why on earth would the sister-in-law to Hunter Biden be paid. Of course, everybody knows he has a relationship with her. Right. You know? uh, and so this but, was a, a little something to, to help her because she was a family member. But you had, But the thing is, right. all that money came in, and they haven't been able to find anywhere where it came back out of those accounts, and it ain't there. Right. So to me, right. exactly. and then isn't that also an income tax evasion situation? Well, the feds are officially investigating him for income tax, and he I'm going to say he's going to be found guilty on that. However, we had a member of Congress at the same time that I was in Congress uh, going through everything who didn't show a million dollars 
in uh, crude money, and he got a, you know, they said, you're a bad guy. Why did you do that? Don't do that again. Yeah. When some other people go to prison for that kind of thing. Well, that's our two-tier justice system, and we see it all the time. Uh, it's also the um, the fact that uh, even if they said that they could have a business uh, after he left uh, as vice president, none of that's been reported. Where did all the money come from to build his beach house and his other house? And, uh, you know, the guy makes 143000 or whatever it was a year as a vice president and about the same as a senator, and yet he's got these multi-million-dollar homes. And, and even by, uh, Hunter said that he had to spend all this money refurbishing the, ha- the main house and that uh, he that, that was 50% of what he got he went to pop to redo, and he had to redo his house. Well, that's still on earned income that he's not reporting. Well, yes, and also there's another factor here. You know, Jim Biden, uh, he used the Biden name to enrich himself in business, and he promised that when Joe Biden would become president in 2020, business partners would get rich because they would have access. Right. And by promising access to financing to the Middle East, Russian, and Chinese connections, he had made through his brother and by the use of his name, by the way, it's also alleged out there that he brought his brother into phone calls. So when you look at this, and then, you, for example, you look at my case of Jack Abramoff. I had a chief of staff who went from my office to become a top guy with Jack. And the fact that we arranged meetings was found to be uh, illegal. You know, and the fact that we dealt with each other was found to be illegal. We were too close. We weren't arm's length. Well, when you and, and when you look at this situation, you've got to ask how much arm's length was there between the Bidens? I'm not sure there was finger length. No. And the fact that he lied to everybody. Now, is he going to come back and say when he sat on camera in front of the nation many times, I have no knowledge of any of my son's business dealings. Now, he wasn't under oath, uh, but he did lie. I mean, it's obvious now that he lied. And then yesterday he said, when they ask him, uh, what about all this money that's come in and uh, to who it all it went to? And he goes, well, that's not true. But then he turned around and walked off. There was no follow-up question. Well, let me ask another question, Earl, because I can't figure this one out. Is it not a fact that Hunter Biden pays rent of, what, 55000 to the a month. something? A month. A month. Is it, is it not a fact? Now, let me, let me ask this. Who on earth, with the money that Joe Biden has, would charge their son... 55000 a month. Number two, the son makes so much money, why is he paying 55000 a month to live in his dad's <laughs> house? Why doesn't he get his own one-room apartment for 2000 He'd come to Newark, Ohio, you know, for 2000 have a really nice apartment. Why? So that in itself looks like somebody is funneling. You know, Joe Biden's getting $55,000 yeah, from for nothing, somebody. For nothing. Nobody charges their kid, you know. Donald Trump wouldn't charge his kid fifty five thousand from Mar Lago. <laughs> well, maybe ten thousand, but not fifty five. <laughs> the, the thing about it is, it, it all—it's very obvious. None of this makes sense. And and I've right, always said, if something doesn't make sense, we either don't have all the information, or it doesn't make sense for a reason. And right. uh, it's—I uh, then you got that. Then you got the China, the Russians uh, getting cozy together. And and I think it's interesting if you look back during the campaign. And everything was blaming Trump for his Russian and Chinese uh, ties, and they controlled him. 
And in retrospect, it was everything they were saying was exactly what Hunter Biden and and uh, Joe Biden and the whole family was doing. Right. Well, at one time, I remember at one time that Joe Biden was out there defending China. Yeah. And then when he became president, he said, "They're course, not our enemy. China is not our enemy." Because everybody's turned on China practically in the Congress for the most part. <laughs> well, that's because they're our worst enemy. And they and, right. and how in the world they ever let them control all of our drugs? Uh, they control. They've got cameras on all those uh, those uh, big, huge cranes at the L.A. Harbor that unload stuff. They watch everything that comes in, everything that goes out. They uh, they got us on TikTok. Uh, they uh, I mean, it's amazing the control they have over this country. And and then they're buying up land around uh, military bases all over this country. And I saw a report the other day where they're finally looking into that, but say it's very difficult to uncover this uh, this situation. So, well, Donald Trump won because uh, of four states: the Electoral College, and that was Wisconsin, of course, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Those were the he won. I understand other states, but he won those four those states. Are the key. Especially Wisconsin flipped, Pennsylvania flipped, and Michigan certainly flipped. And the reason they flipped is very easy. If Bill Clinton gave permanent trade status to China, permanent. The day they got that, they laughed all the way to the bank yep. in, in the ni- early ni- or mid-1990s. And so when Trump came on the scene, he was slamming a Chinese, you know, I'm going to put a tariff on you. Everybody, you know, Mitt Romney and Barack Obama, they out-China each other in the election. When the election ended, Barack Obama was just like everybody else with China. Trump was the only guy that said he was going to do it, and he did it. And people knew, in the unions included, that Hillary Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton gave us permanent trade status for China. He let that that, uh, Pandora run out of the box, you know. And so the end result was people knew uh, that Hillary, you know, (laughs) there's connections there. And, of course, because of Hunter Biden and China and Ukraine, et cetera, there's – Obviously, connections on that end with the uh, with the Biden family. Well, I just to go back to what you told me when you, you travel to your favorite land, India, all the time, and asked them what time is India corrupt, and they said, "Oh yes, but not near as corrupt as your country." <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Do you think exactly. that that if he isn't the president, Trump is indicted, and um, and they bring him up and and try to have a trial? I've heard a number of people say that will absolutely cause him to win the election by a huge landslide because everybody will see how unjust it was. Well, I think it helps him. I don't think it it hurts him. And uh, I've noticed some of some of the uh, smart Democrats who are involved in the media haven't been jumping up and down and doing cartwheels. They, you know, they if I was a political consultant, I would be sitting back and saying. Let it be out there without actually making a move, because now that they have, well, now if they make this move, they have to go all the way through it. And if they don't go all the way through it and they're not successful, uh, I think it's it's over with, no matter, you know, <laughs> what happens. I don't know how... Uh, I don't know how this helps the Biden uh, administration whatsoever. Well, and they certainly need all the help they can get with the publicity that's coming out on this with uh, Kamala Harris. Every time she goes anywhere, <laughs> opens her mouth, it's a disaster. And oh, she's, diffi- she's difficult to watch. Oh. She's so difficult to watch. She, she went into the, 
uh, one of the, uh, I don't know, the players, I forget which team of the Fantastic Four or something, you know, the Final the, Four or whatever, or the Sweet 16, <laughs> I forget which. And it was just, it, I looked down and I thought, please, leave leave the room. Just stop. Stop while you're ahead. I mean, uh, it's a disaster. A Democrat nightmare. Joe Joe Biden, something happens, she becomes the president. That's right. the Democrat nightmare. Although I don't know how it could be worse, but I'm sure it could. Uh, <laughs> I think. Bob Nate, thank you, sir. You're always uh, very enlightening. I always enjoy your perspective on things. And um, it, it's as we said many years ago, th- things are getting interesting. I had no idea they would get this interesting, though. Exactly. All right. Thank, well, you. thank you, sir. We'll talk thank again you. soon. Okay. Right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Grooving on a Sunday afternoon. I was a teenager when that came out. Still a great song. Uh, this is uh, being reported on Drudge. It says uh, Trump indicted tomorrow, surrender next week. And these are the following headlines. Unprecedented moment in American history. NYPD all hands on deck. Capitol Police call in more manpower. Calls for violence online. Lawyer. All-out war. Rand Paul. New York DA should be put in jail. GOP has his back. Old affidavit can undercut defense. The circus rolls on and on. So, it is absolutely... You know, when used to when you'd think that that the news media reported something, and that was somebody had some information, somebody had told somebody something. And now it's just they come out and just throw stuff up against the wall and see if it sticks. And if it does, we were right. If it doesn't, we won't mention it again. And uh, I just have to tell you, it has changed so much when I first got into business. The networks were pretty much honest then. Uh, when, when Walter Cronkite went to Vietnam and saw what was going back there, he came back and said, I can no longer support this war. I mean, this, this is crazy. He talked to the troops, and they told him, you know, we go out and we get in firefights and we come back, but we're not trying to win this war. And uh, he reported it. The rest of the news media did. That's what ended up causing the the big, huge uh, marches and protests because they were give, they were given the information of aside from what the government was giving them. And now uh, the government gives the media the information they want them to put out, and with a few exceptions, that's the only word that gets out. I've got a good friend. His mother does listens to nothing but CNN. And he'll go visit her, and she's in her, gosh, 90s. And he'll tell her something that's going on right now. She goes, that's not true. That's not happening. Where did you get that? <laughs> Mom, it's in the news. She goes, not on my news. And if you think about it, if you listen to MSNBC, CNN, watch The Tonight Show, uh, Stephen Colbert, any of them, uh, although uh, – my mayor has uh, got where he's actually speaking out, making some sense every once in a while now. I'm kind of amazed with that. Uh, but uh, for the most part, if you listen to, I mean, even Fox is not 100% anymore. I mean, it depends on which show you're watching as to what you're going to get. Uh, so that's why I encourage everybody to read everything you get your hands on. Uh, talk to as many people as you can. I'd listen, I'd listen to all of them, CNN, MSNBC, CBS. Cause you got to know what they're putting out there. And then you listen to everybody else and then try to, there were stories that I would cover when I was a, a television reporter 
And I would go there and I'd report it. I'd come back, write the story, put my sound bites in. We'd air it. And it was nothing like any of the other stories. That, that the same people covered the same event, and it was like night and day. And I would, I would just be amazed. We at the same place, and we talked to the same people. And uh, I happen to know that like Channel 5 has a, kind of a, a review board of people that decide uh, that are employees there that decide what's going to be covered that day. Not the assignment center, not the news director, not the reporters themselves, but just a team that has worked for the station, and they're the editorial board. That's it for us today. Have a great evening. Sun's going to shine tomorrow. Let's look forward to it. See you then.